This is one of my favourite stories. Uh, it's called The Selkie Wife. There's various versions, but I like this one. Now, there was a young man was walking home late one night in the parish of Dearness. Now, Dearness is in the east mainland of Orkney. In fact, it's almost an island. It's only held on to the rest of Orkney by a thin strip of sand. So, <clears throat> he's walking home. What he's been doing out of that hour, I don't know. None of my business. But he's walking home when he hears something. A sound, an unusual sound, and not a sound that he was expecting to hear at all, because he hears the sound of fiddles playing, music, at this time of night. So, he's curious. He wants to know who's playing, what's going on. So he follows the sound. But he's wary, because could be anyone. It could be some very unpleasant people. He doesn't want to walk into a camp where he's not welcome. So he's very careful about approaching slowly. And he comes to a piece of rock that's jutting out from the shore onto the beach. And he peeps around it. And there is the source of the music. There are two fiddlers sitting on a flat rock, playing fiddles. And in front of them on the beach, on the sandy beach, there is lots and lots of people dancing, white bodies dancing in the moonlight. And around them is lying dark shapes like animals lying asleep. He watches this for a while, and then curiosity again gets the better of him, and he gets down on his belly among the rocks and the seaweed, because the piece of shore that he's on is rocky, but there's a sandy strip further on, and he very carefully crawls over the rocks and the seaweed, until he gets to where these dark shapes, these animals, are lying asleep. But when he gets there, he sees that they're not animals lying asleep at all. They're skins, seal skins, empty seal skins. And then he knows that this must be the selkie folk. Seals that have the power to take off their skin at certain times of the tide and take human form. And they can dance in the moonlight they love music, they love to dance, but they can only do it certain nights of the year. And as soon as the sun rises, they have to go back to the sea. Now, one of the skins is more beautiful than the others. It's a soft, silky, silvery-coloured skin. So he rolls it up, puts it under his jacket, and he crawls back to his hiding place, and he watches them all night as they dance. Now, as soon as the first light of the sun peeps above the horizon, the music stops, and all the dancers rush down to their skins and pull them on, and they become seals again, and they, they 
swim off into the sea. All that is, except for one young maiden, who frantically searches for her skin. She can't find it on the sand. She can't find it on the rocks and the seaweed. And she runs right around the corner of the rocks, right into the young man's arms. And he holds her tight, and he looks down into her big, beautiful, brown, frightened eyes, and he thinks that she is the most beautiful woman that he has ever seen in his whole life. And he knows that he will not be happy until he gets her as his wife. Now, she has other ideas, mind you. She punches him and kicks him and bites him and scratches him and screeks out her in the selkie tongue because selkies have their own language as well, you know. But he was bigger than her and so he, he carries her home to his house where he lives with his mother. Now, what he said to his mother when he came in with a naked girl under one arm and a sealskin under the other, I don't know. But, you know, the old woman... She was no fool. She knew exactly who, or should I say, what, this girl was. And the poor selkie woman, she just sat by the fire and she wept. She sobbed and she sobbed and she sobbed until you'd think that there was no more tears to shed, but she still found some. And the old woman felt sorry for her. And she tried to comfort her, to be kind to her. And she found an old dress that used to be hers when she was young and slim. And she gave it to the selkie woman to put on. But the selkie woman just sat and sobbed and sobbed. And this went on for many days, more than a week, possibly three who knows? But eventually the sobbing stops. And the old woman is kind to her, and so is the man. And it's obvious that the selkie woman is very attached to the man because she follows him around everywhere. And she's curious as well, and the old woman can see this, and so she teaches her how to how to bake and brew and cook food and how to spin wool and knit and weave and all of these things that a wife were, was expected to do back in those long-ago times. Now, she always followed them around. It was obvious that the two of them were very fond of each other, and so it came as no surprise, of course, when they were married. And then the bairns came, so they had... Four fine peedy bairns, and they said that there was never bonnier bairns in, in dearness than, than those ones. And the unusual thing as well, when you think about it, back in those days, nobody learned to swim, but those bairns, the sea was their second home. Well, time went by, and one day, the selkie wife took her husband to one side and she said, I want to speak to you. Yeah? I want you to make me a promise. 
if I can, if, if it's in my my ability to do it, then I, of course I will, dear. Well, you know that I'm a creature of the sea, she says, and I know that you have my skin, and I know where you keep it. It's in the big kist in the bin end of the hoose. Now, you see, in those days, uh, the old hooses were called button bends, and the butt end was where he did all cook in the living area, and the bin end was a bedroom, and a best room as well. Uh, I was born in one, actually. But anyway, there was the, the bin end was the good end, and the kist is a chest. So, she says, I know that you have my skin, and I know where you keep it. It's in the kist in the bin end of the hoose. And I know you always keep it locked, and you always keep that key on you, but I want you to make me a promise. If you love me, if you really love me, then never let me get that key, because I can't promise that I won't go back to the sea. The temptation might be too much for me. Never put me in that position. Never let me get that key. I love it here. I love you, and I love my bairns, and I don't want to go back. But if you love me, never let me get that key. I promise, he says, I swear. Now time passed, and it was the Lammas Fair. And the Lammas Fair was a great event in Kirkwall, held around the cathedral. And people came from all over Orkney and from Shetland and from Scotland, all over. And everything imaginable was sold there. And there was rides and games for the children, and there was lovely things to eat, and there was everything from a horse to a hen's leg was available to buy there. So... The man decided it would be a great treat for the bairns to take them to the fair that day. Now his wife decided that she was going to stay at home and give the hoose a good tidy up while they were away. So the man got the bairns all dressed up in their best clothes and he had them all washed and hair brushed and he went and had a shave and, and a wash and then he put on his Sunday best suit. And he got horse and cart ready, and they headed off along the road into Kirkwall. Now, they had a lovely day there. The Burns had set the time of their lives. They were playing on swing boats, and they were eating sponge sugar on a stick, things that they'd never even heard of, yet alone tasted. And they were having the most wonderful time. And when it got late, the man decided that it was time to get them home. So he put them in the back of the horse and cart, and he set off back for Dernus. Now the bairns were tired, and they were nodding off by the time that he was getting to home. But when he got near to the hoose, he could see that there was something wrong here. There was no lights on at the window, and there was no smoke coming out the chimney. And when they got nearer, he saw that the front door was standing wide open, and a fear gripped him. And he ran inside, 
and he shouted for his wife, but there was no answer, and then a terrible thought gripped him. And he ran through to the bend end of the house, and there was the kist, with the key in the lock, and the lid wide open, and the sealskin was gone. And then he realized what must have happened. You see, in his hurry to get ready and go, he took off his old jacket and he put on his new suit, but he forgot to take the key out of his old work jacket pocket. And when the selkie wife was tidying up the house, she wouldn't have been looking for a key, but as soon as she picked up that jacket, she could feel something hard in the pocket, and she knew what that was. She put her hand in the pocket and took it out, and there was the key. And she knew what that key opened and what was inside waiting for her. She put the key in the lock and turned it with a click and opened the lid, and there was her skin. And when she saw the skin, just the urge, just to one more time, just to touch it was too strong. And then when she touched it, the urge just to pick it up was too great. And then the urge just to hold it close to her was too strong to fight. And when she felt that skin next to her own, and she could still smell the salt on it, she knew she had to go back. She had no choice. She took it and ran out the house and down to the shore, and with a cry of anger and anguish she pulled on the skin and became a seal again and swam off into the sea. Well, her husband never stopped searching for a selkie wife. He walked up and down that beach, but he never saw her again. But they did say that when the bairns went down to the shore to play, a seal would swim backwards and forwards in front of them, sobbing like its heart was breaking.